Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? Pretty good. That sounded like a uh, late-night talk show host. Yeah, I, I started out with my... I started out with my NPR voice and then uh, and then gave up on it. Oh, I thought I thought that was your. Uh, I've got some ladies listening to this show tonight, and I thought I'd let you call them out <laughs> here, man. Dennis Rogers. It's like WKRP. Uh, it's like the Delilah Show. Did you ever listen to that? Nope, never seen the Delilah Show. Is it paired um, with the Samson Show? No, it was a radio. It probably still exists. It was a radio program. Uh, late evening, she would take calls and play requested love songs tell stories and give advice but she had a really calm soothing kind of relaxing <laughs> voice the way that she would kind of like sleepless in seattle like, when when they call into that lady and she's like how are you doing jonah yeah a little so a little bit like that it's like early uh was pre-asmr stuff but uh anyway pre pre youtube when people could just get like that kind of entertainment right now yeah could just look up you know, whatever they. Whatever Why they isn't there more of a market for that? Clearly, there was a time where, like the the romance novels and the 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 slow talking, you know, men on on the radio or whatever. You know, people love that. Now you can go to YouTube and you have, hey, you, hey guys, how's it going? That's all you got now. I I, I subscribe and you, follow. What whatever <laughs> you're looking for, uh, it's it's out there. It's, you think um, you think there's there's a YouTube channel for romance talking with guys that are like. And tonight we're going well, to bake us some cookies. I mean, how many, how how much money has the Fifty Shades franchise made? Oh, that's true. That's true. Just for, I mean, they made a movie about women watching Fifty Shades. <laughs> I mean, it's there's it's the same market of people that was the soap opera people. Like my mom was a huge soap opera person. Sure. So they're still there just because they're you know there's a new always new people that like that mentality stuff. Surely there's. Soap opera. What um, is the soap operas for the new? Is there even soap operas anymore? TV. I, I, as far as I know, those are still being made. I don't. Oh man, know. I want to I mean, stay home from school tomorrow and just watch them. Now, now we have you know something slightly better in the form of shows on the CW. Ah, that's right. <laughs> right, and they're at nighttime, prime time. For the yeah. right, and in, in prime time. I saw if that. Want, I saw if you on want that audiobook, There, there's a, there's an at least one iOS app that is just ASMR videos. Um, a lot of them are just weird triggers. People like tapping on the microphone and stuff. Um, right. that's are you sure the way we can ASMR say those, works. those acronyms on the on the air? Can, can we do that? Yes, you, you did the same bit last time. I I, I know I did, but I cut it out, so I wanted to include it in it this. Just <laughs> sounds that give you chills, right? I mean, yeah, right, the back of your neck. Um, but all of those are like if. If the people doing them are talking, they're all whispering um, in that. It sounds like what I think something called ASMR would be. All right. Speaking of soap operas and CW, I I turned on Netflix and saw that Supergirl on Netflix has three seasons. And I only watched one season of it. And I plugged it in to say, hey, maybe maybe I'll catch up on this, you know, and see what it's it's like. I started Mm -hmm, playing mm -hmm. season two, episode one. I thought, oh. Now I remember why I stopped watching. Not not that it's a terrible show, yeah. but it's like soap opera. You got further into that show than I did. I started it with my little sister, and um, we watched one episode, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then we started a second episode, and halfway through I was bored. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I couldn't even pay attention to it because I was just on my phone bored. Yeah, like, it it, just that's, what, that's what it is. It's just boring. It's not, it's not that it's bad or terrible. The, everyone does a serviceable job in their their things 
The writing is just competent. It's just meh. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I liked I liked the Flash when I watched that on CW because it was entertaining, lighthearted, fun. Uh, Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash, was very energetic and happy to be the Flash and full of. My name is Barry Allen. Barry, that's right. So it was like, this was fun. So the whole season one was great. And then all of a sudden he came, it's like, my name is Barry Allen and I'm cursed with this horrible thing. And I was like, okay. So, but Supergirl was was just drawn, was just like soap opera drama, you know. He was, he was, uh, um, Spider Man 3. Yes, he's the emo Spider Man. Got it, got it. You know, I actually realized that I've been saying, and I don't remember for sure, but I've been saying for a while that I gave up on Flash and Arrow halfway through Arrow season one and halfway or halfway through Arrow season three, Flash season one, because season three Arrow is where they where Flash starts and they run concurrently. Season Arrow is just they're not tightly involved, but the characters from one make make appearances in the other. Arrow is and, um, soap opera. I mean, that's what it is. It's definition soap opera stuff. Well, that's I mean that's most things on the CW. Yeah, it's um, not as bad as but Clark Kent Superman Boy, whatever it was. That was worse, but Smallville. Yeah, that was that was the worst. Uh, yeah, I, ne- I never saw yeah. that. Watched um, like two episodes. Anyway, Sorry. yeah, I but I but I realized that I was in the middle of those shows when I went to Ireland, and it's possible that that is part of the reason I gave up on them because I you know stopped keeping up with my shows, and then when I got back home, then it was a case of like. Well, what shows am I going to keep watching? Like, I have a backlog. What am I going to do? And the, those shows just kept getting pushed further into the backlog. And I was like, you know what? The, there are other things. Like, there's this new thing called Westworld. Right. That I check out. Yeah. Every every time every time you remind me of the of your Ireland trip, it's it's one of those like sticks in me that's like, God, why have I not mm. done that in my <laughs> life yet? It's ridiculous. Lived through jail. Well, it's through. Uh, it was. What's it called? Vicariously through you when you were going on that. Oh right, right, right. It's the it was particularly embarrassing for me because I work remotely. I had the freedom to have made that trip for like five years before I finally did it. Right. Um, not that it really, you know, it was not as practical to work while vacationing. Right. Um, as I thought it would be, like the six seven hour time difference proved a, a major hassle. Oh man, you know, it would be like it'd be like midnight over there. Which I don't go to bed at midnight at home, but on vacation, like I spent three hours walking around a castle and like catching a bus and driving on the wrong side of the road. Like it's midnight and I'm like, I want to go watch TV for half an hour and then go to bed. Yeah. And, you know, for my coworkers, it's like two or three in the afternoon. So they're like, oh, yeah, let me get it's like, let's talk. There's about nothing work. for me to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm on. I'm available for you to give me stuff to do, but it's, you know, right. it's not how I'm like, I'm literally going to fall asleep. If, right. You know, you know. Yeah. Whatever. That's a whole, I don't want to get into all of that on the show. It's boring, but, um, so, someday, someday on the show, we'll discuss your Ireland trip. We'll, we'll do that for sure. I mean, we've brought it up enough times. I told that embarrassing bike story. Oh, the bike story ago. was so great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still, I still, it's definitely on my, I don't even want to call it a bucket list because I want it to be something way before a bucket list. Like I want to be sooner than later to go to Ireland and Scotland <laughs> and just do the whole trip there. It's got to happen. You know, I follow, um, I follow Jameson whiskey on Instagram yeah. and they posted a picture today of a, some kind of Jameson cold brew. It's either 
coffee liqueur or something it like was? that. Okay. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I sent it I'm to my buddy. Tell me more. I I sent it to my buddy and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I need some. <laughs> Put uh, it in my belly. He was like, he was like, yeah, me too. And I I looked it up. It's a new thing. They're only selling it in Dublin at their Bow Street uh, Distillery, but um, it's very popular. And so if they, um, you know, increase their production run, they'll start exporting it. We'll have it next year sometime. Yummy. So I'm like, I want it. Okay. okay. So not a not an emergency. Uh, Emergency second trip to Ireland to buy some no, but, but if, but if the, buy some coffee liqueur as if that's a that's real right. Problem. But I'll tell you what, Dennis, if uh, if I don't find any takers by next summer, I'm going to push you to go on your second trip. Is what we're going to do. We're going to make a, right a on, front right porch. Uh, my my sister's please. talking about talking about what what she wants to do next. We've been thinking maybe Italy, maybe Germany to Oktoberfest. Not sure. It's a it's a whole different challenge to go to a country. That's not English speaking. Right. I mean, not that I, I'm sure that there are people in every European country that speak English, right. but. Um, oh, and that's, that's Sarah, right? It's a whole different kind of. Yeah. See, yeah. And, and if I got to go, then I could always hold it over, over Pete's head that I got to go on a trip with you and Sarah, mm. and he, you know, <laughs> always hold that over him. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always uh, valuable to have, to have something, <laughs> something to hold over Pete. <laughs> One of the Horoloviches. Uh, okay, so man, so how's things going this week? You uh, get to actually watch some anime. I did. I watched that. Uh, the, I, I was gonna say I was gonna try and quip about that, but <laughs> I watched Ruby R W B Y the. Uh, um, I want to say Bungie the Rooster Teeth, um, short anime series. All right, so this is um, our anime challenge of the week, right? Yep. Japanese cartoons are weird, man. And I discovered that all of the videos are on YouTube. Like, I did have to oh, watch... Oh, they were? Uh, really? Okay. I did have to watch ads, but Rooster Teeth has a channel, and so yeah, they're all... Yeah, I, I, see, all I watched right it on the Rooster Teeth app. I just went ahead and got the app. Oh, I see. Yeah. I started on the websites that I normally use to watch anime, which are super shady, but I have good ad blocking on my router, so those generally are okay, but it's it's a hassle to use. That The only reason I use them is because that's the only way to get stuff that's subtitled and stuff that's not um there's no legal path to most of it uh most current anime right um unless it's on netflix which is just a selection of stuff and it doesn't come out until after it's done very often but anyway um it was on youtube i watched it uh i don't know i know i say this a lot but i don't know that i have a ton to say about it it was, <laughs> it was that's that's your that's dennis's opening remarks i don't have a ton to say about it I mean, sometimes I do think that I, you know, in advance, I know that I have a lot to say about it. But no, it was it was good. The story was was interesting, engaging, like a long episode of this show was like eight minutes long. Right. So it was pretty um, um, consumable, I guess. I don't know what what words you use for that. Like I said a couple yeah. times that. um I don't think this is a, a, a psychological characteristic that is unique to me. Um, it's the it's the thing that makes people lease a car instead of buying it, or oh yeah, um, you know, buy things on QVC in in monthly payments instead of lump sums. Like it's easier to make a small decision. Like I will watch episodes of a half hour tv show for three hours before i'll commit to watching one episode of an hour-long right, show right 
Well, say so, so, so this up real quick in case we, I can't remember if we just said this here. The, the, we're talking about an episode off roosterteeth.com, which is a content provider. I'm not sure what they would call themselves. Um, and it's a, a series. Yeah, they're, they're video content. Creator. Right. It's, it's a, a series called uh, Ruby and it's spelled R W B Y. And it's, uh, I guess it's called an anime, right? It's a computer anime type thing. Is that what, how you would describe this? Yeah, it's a it's a very unique style. I've never seen anything like it. It it reminded me like cell shaded stuff. S- somewhere somewhere in between something made with Flash back in the day right. and like Borderlands, the video game. Sure, right. Cuz it's got very stylized you, you, stuff, right? It I mean, it's all anime is stylized, but yeah, even even unique from anime like general 2D anime. And it's this sort of um Sort of weird thing where, and there's a whole there's a whole conversation that I won't really go into, but I watched a really good video a couple weeks ago. Um, a guy who does a bunch of anime videos kind of broke down some some of the different aspects of CG anime and how sort of strange it is to create 2D art in 3D. Like it feels like. 3D should be more freeing and give you more options. Yeah. Where in reality, it's actually restrictive because you can do whatever in 2D, right? Like you yeah. can do anything. Yes. Think of old crazy Looney Tunes stuff. But when you do 3D, like you're kind of constricted by not necessarily physics, but like just the 3D space. Right. Like you've added a bunch of um, physical restrictions on your crazy. But Anyway, I'll just link to that video because he explains it better than I can. Right. But um, well, this one, this one has that, this. That didn't bother me. Yeah. Like I, I looked past that and and focused on um, the characters. That the, um, and the characters are the most interesting. Well, there's it's the, to me it's the second most interesting thing. But the, the there's a large cast on this show, and everyone, I will say every this is going to be a weird statement, but everyone except the male characters I liked. Like every male character <laughs> that was on the show, I just did not like. I mean, there's really only one, well, right? That it's important, right? The, oh, there's. I guess there's a there's like a headmaster, but he doesn't really. Yeah, and the headmaster's fine, but the, no, there's the guy on the Jupiter. I guess is okay. It's the um, he wears the green thing and has like the the hand submachine guns. He's with my other favorite character, the the pink girl with a big hammer. Um, <laughs> man, I, I never remember their names now. Uh, Nico, are you talking about Jean? No, Jean is like the main guy, right? Um, John's the other one. Nico, I yeah, I don't know those. Nico other is is on the other team, and she wears pink all the time, and she's really funny, and has a big, huge hammer like thing that she shoots. And um, she, it's her not boyfriend, but because they say they they make a point that they're not boyfriend girlfriend. But he hardly talks, and he's okay. But later on, they have other characters and and that come in on this show, and uh, everything, all the boys just suck. So anyway, the the the, the point was is that the characters on here are all very different from each other. They have their own really mm-hmm. well-developed personalities. Um, and I liked, I liked them all. I, I Sid and I would, had several debates over who our favorite characters were. Um, and it's hard for me to pick. Cause I like, I like, um, Yen Shaolong is probably my favorite, the sister. Yang. And mm-hmm. then the, the kind of the Amazonian girl, she's definitely, um, totally awesome. Pira or something like that Pier, 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 Py, pyra pyra something, yeah, something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah she was amazing yeah, she's she, she's like an amazon um like a diablo 
Amazon character. Right, right. Kind of. Um, but Weiss is great. Blake is great. You know, obviously Ruby is mm-hmm. totally badass. Um, as as they were setting it up in the first couple episodes, I was trying to f- suss out whether the acronym was names or colors. Right. And it's it's sort of both, but it also happens to be the main character's name, Ruby Rose. Yep. Right. Um which I'm 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 just gonna say sounds like a stripper name. <laughs> Ruby Rose, I right. I, I I just realized that as I said it. But um yeah, Ruby Weiss uh, uh, Blake and Yang are the Yang, right. are the main yeah the four the okay. I, I liked I liked Yang because she's just completely she's like a power character tank type character I guess is totally mm. awesome uh, and there's an episode I can't remember because I watched like two three of these uh, the volumes there there are several seasons yeah but because well, they're so they're so easy one. to bite size but um and I, so I get it runs there there's one where she that you find out that Yan is it Yang Yang Yan Shalong uh, she Every when she gets hurt, she's kind of like the Hulk. She gets more and more powerful, um, which is mm. which gets has some really great scenes later on. Um, but anyway, I liked uh, the characters were awesome. I did, they're just unique. It's not like an epic show, but they're fun and quirky, you know. And they're on. Little- I mean, I don't know where they go with it, but the first season is definitely this kind of like I've read this in books, I've seen this in other anime. Sure. Um, I've. I guess it probably happens, well, like Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? Your basic, like, sort of, not quite hero's journey, but, like, training, school-slash-training arc, season-long season arc. Yes. Um, right. A show you mentioned last week, um, Little Witch Academy, yeah. which is an anime that's on Netflix, um, which is pretty funny. It's similar to this, but with um, magic instead of uh, the sort of mech kind of not mech. That's the wrong word. This like I don't know how to describe weird kind of mech tech kind of fighting. Right. Yeah. The and the, which brings us into the thing. My actual favorite part that just rocks me every time I see this. I I think of Ruby and I think, oh, that's a nice show. And then when I go and watch it, like I did this week, it's I'm I can't. I even find myself replaying episodes. I know that because they're only like eight minutes long, I can just quickly replay because that was so cool. You watch, you watch it two or three times and it's the same amount of time. Yeah, exactly. So um, because the, the, it's the action. I think the, for me, anime mm-hmm. action is some of the reasons I like anime. It's why sometimes slower anime to me, uh, we watched Violet Evergarden was not so exciting because I just didn't have mm-hmm. any kind of cool stuff happening, which I love in anime. Um, yeah, and, yeah, we've talked about that right. a lot. I I can get into that, and there were there were parts of this that I that I really uh, honed in on the the interaction. I I'll say I did like the interaction between um, Jean and and Pyra when you know she sort of helps him out without him really knowing. Right. Um, the, the I mean it's it all happens so fast, but I think because the episodes are so short, they don't waste any time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I appreciate like some, I mean, there's a sort of sense of like the problems get solved a little too quickly, but you know, it's whatever. Like I would rather have that problem than the dragging out like, uh, the second half of attack on Titan season one or whatever. Exactly. But, um, I was, you know, I was fortunate the, to watch the this. characters go through these sort of like, um, crisis of, of confidence kind of, you know, yep. extreme self doubt or whatever. And then, have a conversation with somebody and then 
um and then it's fixed. you know whatever but like when when Ruby wants to quit and and Weiss wants her to leave and they talk to two different people and both actually they both talk to that same headmaster guy and he's like no just like <laughs> you know this and this and gives them a little pep talk and then they're they make some decisions and they go back and uh and 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 things are cool i i did like i mean whatever it feels too obvious to to like the main character ruby's awesome a, yeah a lot of ruby's stuff was really funny i laughed when uh she's introducing herself to jean and uh he's asking he's asking about her weapon her her side right right she's like yeah it it also turns into a high powered sniper rifle sniper rifle <laughs> right and he's like uh what it also turns into a gun. <laughs> right. Like that's like that's, her, that's her weapon is so cool. Like it's so cool. You know, she's it is. It, all of a sudden she'll be swiping around with this massive weapon and then all of a sudden turn into this huge gun that she's like boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And then turns it into another thing and sniper. I, I like the weapons. There's one scene where uh Pirate, she is like it's when they get ejected, like they get shot off and they're like, the landing is up to your own strategy. Remember that? Oh yeah, and they sh- they shoot them off, um, and then Jean is like f- just falling, and then Pira lands super and cool she and throws tree. a spear at him. Yeah, she like, but she, it's it's a minute where she sees him fly by, and then it does something I like about this is just the camera angles. It just does like a nice spin around while she's transforming her spear, and then shoots it off, and a shotgun shoots out the back to make it go super fast. And it d- yeah, to an extent, that's that's the kind of thing that you really can only do well in CG. Right? Yeah, it's. And and they do a lot. The, the guy who did, I mean, the camera work and stuff like that is just so well done. Um, when they'll pull back to do like a, a spell, Weiss is casting spells where Ruby's jumping on on her little mm-hmm. things, and then Blake does the and it's the camera spins around them while they're doing it. It's like that's super cool, and I just and I just have never seen yeah. it in other places. Um, and then they, you know, maybe it's just also I liked the the soundtrack when they do, they just kind of he picked it well for things. Where they're kind of rocking out, and then it hits yeah. on a certain beat. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I, I rarely, toward the end, I started skipping the intro because. Oh yeah, right. I was watching it at night. And it's kind of loud compared to the rest of the show. Right. Um, but it's short. Like every, almost every other anime I've seen has a full ninety second intro. Yeah. And so I'll maybe watch it once, and then because they do, they do weird things in anime that most shows don't normally do, where there'll be like symbolic foreshadowing and stuff mm-hmm. like they'll show a guy here and he's standing over an ocean which is a symbol for then there are youtube videos that break those things down but i usually am like this song sounds annoying and the the subtitles prove that the lyrics are just awful pop you know justin bieber kind of stuff right and uh, i'm like i'm like just skip ahead you know how far is ninety seconds from where I am? <laughs> exactly that right. Far forward and get and get to the show. But this this one was so short and and pretty good for the fitting appropriate to the content and the style of show that um that I am. Yeah, it does, and it sounded it's it's it worked. Bec- and the reason it worked is because um the the creator uh, Monty I think his Ohm is how you say his name. He is uh, I want to say he's a uh, maybe of Japanese descent. I think um. He's he's an American. Uh, he was like an American student. I, I don't know his whole back story, but he's he's it's a fully American Western anime. Like he's he's from America, but he's very influenced with Japanese and anime and stuff like that. And I, I think his his ancestry is 
is um, ethnicity is is Japanese or Asian, um, and so he's got he he very well just his personality blends with what this is, um, and he could pick those music because that's he knows what it is and it fits, and so it's the art style mixed with modern Western kind of influences really well. Unfortunately, this guy died when after the second season. Like some kind of car crash. Yeah, you mentioned that like last that. week. Or no, it wasn't a car crash. Um, it was something like he got in a coma from some crazy allergic reaction or something. Just weird thing, and he died. And mm. it was like at the height of his, you know, Ruby was huge. Volume two was massive. By the way, something I wanted to say about this was I know you mentioned the intro and the song, and which is still really well in my head because I hear it so much. Um, I didn't hear it the first time I watched it because Netflix when they put it out, they put out season one. And season two on Netflix, and they took out all of the cuts. They just put it all together. So oh, in one big long in one big thing. two hour block. They they did that with um with Red versus Blue. Also. Oh, did they? Yeah, it, it was so nice to watch it that way because it was it was like you said, it felt fast, breakneck speed, and I could stop it at any point and feel totally fine. <laughs> you know, like we we would go through and solve a problem in eight minutes, and then the next eight minutes was just eight solid minutes of action, and then it was ten minutes of of what of the storyline with this, and then it's like, okay, we got to go to yeah. school, Sid, and then we would pause it and just start there later. So it was it was really good. Anyway, I liked I liked this a lot. Um, I've watched three seasons. I'll watch the rest of them. Um, it, they're just interesting characters. I, I love the everything about it, and the world's kind of cool. You know, they, they explore a lot more of it in the in the following uh, seasons. Yeah. C- coincidentally, um, there, there are elements of this that remind me of the new mobile game that w- you and I and a handful of, of oh, our friends real. are playing. Um, the Nintendo's uh, Dragalia Lost. Right. I hope that I'm pronouncing it I forgot that, right. that that's Lost. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I always call it Dragalia. Yeah, Dragalia but... Lost. That's a... Um, Dragalia, you find out later in the story, Dragalia is the term for um, um, the pact between men and dragons. Right. And at some point in the past, that pact was lost, and that's what they call Dragalia lost. Right. Um, it is a mobile JRPG, but there are... Um, it's an action JRPG, are, oh, though. Yeah, it's it's real time. Um, but there are a race of people in that that I think in the game are called Sylvans. Yeah. Right. Um, which are they're just like the Faunus in um in Ruby. They're you know, they're furries. <laughs> Whatever. That's the furries, right? Yeah. I would yeah. I would I would say that that's offensive, but I don't know who that's offensive to because they're not real. <laughs> right, um, right, right. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're people with rabbit ears or or cat ears or whatever just what like, do you think about that game you like it um you don't like it i for what for whatever reason i find myself defending it a lot in our group chats yeah um though i am i don't you know it's not like the greatest game ever i think it is very good at what it is okay right? so if you if you like what it is it's kind of like um like a lot of things, like World of Warcraft or um, what else? I don't know. There are games that I don't like that I would even say this about. Well, like, what kind um, of game would you say it is? I know you just said it was a JRPG, but see, I, 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 I also obviously play this game too. And I see it as two separate. It's trying to be two separate games. And well, yeah, it, one it, it gets horribly on... wrong and one it gets really well. 
<laughs> um, so when I say JRPG, I mean Japanese role-playing game, Japanese RPG, um, which is not it is sort of a sort of a misnomer. It's one of those things where like nothing quite fits it. Like you know, technically a role-playing game made by Japanese people is a mm-hmm. JRPG, mm-hmm. so it's a weird kind of thing. But in my mind, I'm comparing it very often to like um, the Final Fantasy MMO. Um, oh, yeah. I want to say Final Fantasy 14 or um, the Korean MMO Black Desert Online, which I also played. Um, and then also comparing it to Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game um, made. I'm not going to remember the company, but uh, it was an iOS game based on an old uh, Nintendo platform franchise. It was very popular in Japan. Right. So, so um, what's describe I, the gameplay? I also played. I also played the original Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance emulator on my phone. I don't have an actual GPA device. Yeah. but So I got to see like the origins of that, why the combat is the way it is, because it's a turn-based grid top-down thing. Where, um, So this game, the, the core, like if you want to call it the quote-unquote actual game, yeah. um, or the, the gameplay loop, as some people say, um, is a, a sort of... It's not quite top down. It's more isometric um, action RPG, a little bit like Diablo. Uh, but of course, you're on a phone, so there's nowhere near the amount of controls. I felt I felt um, it to be more described like Zelda, where you run around swash 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 swash. That that could be the only Zelda games that I've played have been open world. So the, I have. Oh. I've, Trouble my, my, with that I'm thinking comparison. like Zel- the Legend of Zelda, like the first one where you like the, the original sword. NES or Super Nintendo, yeah, where you run yeah, around and I slash, slash, slash. Yeah, I didn't play. In, I didn't play Zelda until um, uh, one of the ones on the Nintendo DS, and hmm. I maybe tried Ocarina of Time. On, oh wow, you were much later. Like, yeah, like the the, the, like the one on Super later. Nintendo I, was the best one. Yeah, like I tried a couple of the old classics, but never got real far into it well it's like the original um, it's like the original it's like i'll say yeah that's, it's, it's a like sort of like like the original is top down this is actually 3d so it's yeah a little more isometric right and sure. um and you run through there's as is the case in a lot of these games there's an auto play toggle um which which where, by the way is an indicator for me as a of a bad game just generally just putting that generally out generally i generally i agree with that like i played um i want to say galaxy of heroes um, the Star Wars mobile game, yes, okay. um, and it it had more of the uh, like tickets to skip, which this game has too. Uh, but they seem to be much more like you get one a day, so you they don't flow in enough to really be using a ton of those. Um, but the thing, one of the things that is most like quintessential to. Actually, I don't know if I mean essential or quintessential as far as uh, um, verbiage. But um, one of the things that's most essential to me in JRPG or Asian uh, market RPGs um, is is a sense of being much more, uh, well, whatever, having much more grind. Like okay. the grind and the, and the repetitive... Um, nature of different things yeah. seems to be much more acceptable in those cultures than it is in the West. Um, oh, for sure. And so instead of 
having an open world that you just run around and you spend a bunch of time in the game that way, um, they will much more have, like I played Black Desert Online and everything had an XP bar and the XP bars had no cap. Like you could get to a maximum level where, you know, it would take you months to get one more level, but you could theoretically never stop getting levels. It just got exponentially slower and slower. Which sounds terrible to me. Um, and so you you focused on gear and profession levels or whatever, but like everything had an XP bar. Um, and so for this game, you can do, uh, and, and something that I did, you know, it's only been out a week, but something that I did is because um, I was often sort of half playing while doing something else, like waiting for a Heroes of the Storm game to queue or, you know, waiting for a call for work or something. Um, I would be in a point where I could play, play the fighting, but the next step in the story was a story. It was a dialogue thing where the characters were going to talk. And I'm like, okay, I can't read this right now. Yeah. And so I would, I would play again. I would repeat the combat mission that I had just done. Um, and it has an autoplay, which is it's not as good as playing yourself, but it also seamlessly uh, transitions between the two. You can put auto mode on, and the characters will run and attack, but then if you touch the screen, you can move them and grab chests or stuff that they won't do in auto mode, or use your big cooldowns and stuff, and so you can sort of half play, which is a weird... Yeah. Again, right. I agree with you that it that it seems like an indicator of a bad game, but is handy if you do actually want to move forward. So that's the that's the main, if you want to call it the real game, is that combat system interspersed with story that's exactly like original Fire Emblem. It's the characters pop up, you know, uh, pictures, right? Static images of the characters pop up with text. Um, it's just like every... Uh, dating simulator game or <laughs> but but this um, does have it's, some it's the original voices. form of like if you do that in if you do it yeah if you do it in um uh whatever so many games the fallout games the elder scrolls games um to an extent in in wow though in wow is just text like every game you play that has like you're out of the game and you're into a dialogue thing except in newer games they usually go for the 3D models talking that look usually oh, yeah. terrible. Right. Um, that's that's where that comes from. It's a, you know, we're going to do the game this way. Original, you know, old classic games didn't have the data storage to do voice uh, mm -hmm. um, recordings. So if, to do voiceovers. So they would have text that also made it e easier to localize, to translate. Um, and so there's that. There's this whole kind of cheesy story. And that's the main game and then on top of that is all of the what i call homework it is um, homework it's a lot of homework you've got characters and the characters have gear in the form of weapons worm prints and dragons and your dragon is like your big cooldown you shapeshift into a dragon and you get you're more powerful and um have di have a different power um all four of those things wait four Oh, there's also a weapon. So the character has a weapon, a worm print, and a dragon, and then the character itself. All four of those things have level caps, rarity, 
and level. And you do one thing to level them. You do a different thing to, as the terminology very much irritates you, I know, and kind of me at first until I thought about it a little more. And now I'm apologizing for it for some reason. <laughs> um, you unbind their potential to raise their level cap. All of that stuff is actually the thing that's turning me off about it. It's that there's just so much. It's just they've. Yeah. It's they're they're trying to do so much. And I, I was first drawn to this game by the 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 action part of it, the part that's the Zelda esque, like let's play the game part thing. Run, run through. I'm slicing, and then I go through, and I and I wanted something where I could go get some items and equip my character, and not like to the the Badlands type of game where you're just you know getting tons of Diablo loot. But, you know, mm-hmm. where I can upgrade some stuff, do some little things and, and follow a good fun story. Um, and, and this has that for a little bit. But then it's like 80% of the game is all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, now we've got a game. Now let's <laughs> keep on it all of the, the, the mobile game stuff. And it's like, oh, man. As I started going more and more, it kept going a lot more oh, mans. This whole... You know, oh, they they put in they're putting in stars. Okay, fine. The, the the characters have stars. Oh man, now the items have stars. Now the worm prints have stars. And and now I have to collect a million things, not just like Fire Emblem Heroes. That was that was definitely a problem with it. That is an annoyance that you had to do. But you only had to do it with like one or two things. Here you have to do it with like four things. And then there's four <laughs> other things you have to level it and level cap. And it's like. And then there's there's a million items. There's an item for every for every item for every category for everything that you need to to level or craft or enhance or whatever. You so mm-hmm. you have to get a billion things. I think our buddy Pete has has done some. He did like some preliminary research that which is what he usually does. And it's like to do right. this, I'm going to need seven hundred thousand hours. 48 bucks and then this kind of a thing to just get <laughs> one level on this thing. And and that's that's the truth. That's what is really frustrating. It's like, wow, you put all this mechanics in and you made a stat game out of a game that's not supposed to be a stat game or that wasn't the draw to this. Um sure. And sure. It, and and you know what it is? It's like it's just plain as day that it's money. Like this is we our pricing model is to you know, this mechanics to level up the weapon, the item, the level cap, the mana stones, the thing. We want money. We're going to need money for this. Um, so, and their pricing model is not cheap. Like it's, you know, to get to get a summon, it's $5. And you're like, what? I, I do 10 summons and get 10 crappy cards. And you're wanting me to pay $5 for one. So right. one random thing. And then hopefully I get item summons that are just random stuff that maybe get me up, you know, 0.2% chance better at a weapon that's 0.03% better than my last one. So, you know what this, you know what this kind of, this conversation kind of reminds me of. And it's funny because we were on opposite sides of this, the quote unquote debate when, um, uh, Battlefront 2 came out, Battlefront 2. Yeah. Two, whatever. They had the same name, but, um, this sense of like you go online and somebody has done the math. They're yeah. like, oh, original Battlefield 2 I bought for 60 bucks. Never mind that a game from 10 years ago costs the same as right, a game right. now, but you know, cost of living has doubled. Yeah. Um, 
they're like when I bought the original game for sixty bucks, I already had Darth Vader. I just did, which you probably didn't. You had to unlock him in a story or single player companion or something. But um, they're like now, if I want to unlock all the characters, it's going to take me eighty seven hours. And they're like, I mean, okay, maybe, but it's not like, um. And I don't know about that game. Like, that's the real question is, what are those 87 hours? Like, are those 87 hours playing a game and having fun? If they are, then what the F is the problem? Right. Like, (laughs) you're playing a game and you're gradually being rewarded for it. Um, I don't know whether I'm, you know, I can apply that same argument, conversation, condescension to this game. The one thing I'll say is that compared to... Um, many other games. Um, the Fire Emblem Heroes I mentioned already. Um, did you ever play the Injustice, uh, DC yes. fighting game yes. on iOS? Yes. Um, I played the first one a lot for a long mm-hmm. time, like way longer than I should have. Um, I played the second one for maybe a week, uh, because it had it had this thing where like the energy, which Almost all these games have energy, right? It's the it's the thing you use to play. It's to keep you from playing for straight twenty four hours and unlocking everything. It's the same concept as daily quests. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a gating mechanic. Um, and you know, I ended up with like the energy cap was fifty, but I had two hundred and some, and so I'm like, I just can't. I can't keep up with this, but I, I played the first one for a long time and it had the same thing. It had the, the characters had rarity, except it was, I feel like it was worse than I've seen it in this game or in fire emblem where like, uh, you know, a bronze, silver and gold, a gold hero in that game was, you know, 10 times as powerful as a silver hero. And a silver hero was 10 times more powerful than a bronze hero. Um, and then they had they had items and the items leveled up and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but the gameplay itself, which again I did for a long time, was like a fighting game that only had tapping and slashing. So like, right. and and I guess hold to block and different sort of quick time events for the for the power the big cooldowns. Um, compared to the full version of that game, which I played for a couple days on on steam with a controller um it's just a complete you know a fighting game has abilities it has movement and jumps and right. and all of this stuff that you can't really do on a on a touchscreen without buttons um and this game at least from the games that i've played i played a turn-based games like fire emblem um i played injustice as i mentioned before I played like three or four of the um, the MOBAs, like um, what are they called? Uh, I'm not gonna think of it. I'm not gonna think of the game now. But it's basically League of Legends on a on a mobile device, and they almost always have some kind of joystick, some kind of buttons, and it's all you know touchscreen. So it's all that you got to be in just the right place. Um, this game feels like the best implementation of that isometric uh, control scheme that I've seen. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's you, it, it, it you does touch anywhere good. on the screen to move. You only have a couple of abilities. You can do your charge attack, and that's easy enough that I could do it on a phone. You know, without I had to play Injustice on my iPad. It was too small right. um, for my phone. But um, the actual, and that's the thing that is sort of I don't know, frustrating, disappointing, makes me sort of defend it. Is the actual game fighting itself feels very well designed. Yeah, it, the 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 one thing I have to say about that is that there's not enough of it. Like that's that's the problem with all this extra stuff. That's what I, that's what I would have said. I'm like, right. it's that's really good. The trouble is that is like twenty percent of the game at most. Yeah, and that and that makes me sad because I don't. I, I like that your term homework. I don't want to sit so much time that I feel like I need to have homework to succeed. Mm-hmm. And 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 right now I'm not as far. I'm not even as far as it in it as you are. Um, and, and I don't have that feeling. I feel like I can just plow through pretty much anything. I think I might've accidentally died one time because of a time thing, but I, I don't, right. I don't have the, I don't have the need to, I could just hit the optimize button and it works, but just who I am in the back of my head, I have this feeling like, Oh, I, I need to mm-hmm. optimize and do things better. <laughs> and I need to be, you know, because later on I'm going to w- wish that I would have, you know, leveled X, Y, or Z guys or, Am I sinking all these mats into a three-star guy, which is a useless? Um, but or, or should I save items until I get that level five guy? And you, you know what I mean? I guess I've played. You and I have played enough games where you do so much what you think is the right way, and then ninety percent of the way through, you find out that if you just had this one guy, you would have made the game ten times easier. And you're like, sure. crap! I was doing that wrong the whole time. And and these games make you feel that way. It makes you feel like uh, if you're paying attention, your weapons are more important and you write proper application of the worm card is, you know, ugh, it's just so much homework that I don't want to do when I just want to get in there and slash around in the game and have a cool new sword and a new dragon. Because playing co-op, I've seen some cool dragons, you know, like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but I don't want to have to do that ridiculous homework to do it. So... I don't know. I'm still playing the game. I'm I our friend Trotsky got to try to get us into another kind of card playing game recently. And this one's going to last longer than that one for me. Um, sure. And, and just because for the simple fact of what you said, I'm still having fun playing the normal part of the game. And and for the most part, I can get fed up with the min maxing of the cards and the stuff like that by just saying, ah, oh, screw it. I'm going to go play the game part. And I'm happy and I don't yeah. need it. Right. Until I'm going to hit that paywall. Whenever I hit that paywall. It's I'll spend a little bit of time figuring it out, but then I have a feeling I'm just that'll make me not want to pay them money. I don't think I don't know why that causes people to want to pay money in these games, you know, to do things. Yeah, that I don't you've know. Already been I don't doing. know. Pe- people get people get hooked into games. I mean, I've you know, we've talked about this before. I've spent money on free to play games, um, but it's, I do. I do. it's it's never games like these. I think I. I maybe spent like three, four dollars on Clash of Clans when mm-hmm. we were all playing it, and it got me a third or fourth um, builder because the buildings were taking so long to build an upgrade. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, this is probably worth it." And it was a one-time thing; it wasn't like I bought gems to unlock boxes or whatever. I'm like, everything else I can do free to play at that pace and just enjoy the game as I go, but yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy these free to play games. Something that I, I, that I'm happy with doing is that after I play a game for a week or two and I've been having a good time, um, I'm happy to buy the welcome packs for like 10 bucks. 
You know, they'll, they'll mm. often have like, hey, this is a starter pack that you get, you know, plenty of stuff to play for a couple weeks and it'll last you. Those make me happy to do for 10 bucks, And I feel like I'm giving the developers for my enjoyment of time that I've done with their game that they've built. Um, it makes me feel good. I get something for it. It's happy. This game, the welcome yeah. packs are pretty terrible. And they're like 15 bucks <laughs> or something like that. It's, it's terrible. I, I, haven't even, I haven't even really looked at that. Right. Because I, I thought, oh, maybe that's something I'll buy later on. Maybe I'll see. No, no. You get like as much as you get in a normal daily grind for 10 bucks. And you're like, oh, no, never mind. Mm, um, yeah. But so... Yeah, I don't. I don't know people who get stuck on these kind of games. I play them, uh, but I don't. I'm not going to pay for random. Bo- bl- I mean, you know, both of us feel about blind boxes, um, right? So, and and these mobile games are really, really embracing it. They have to be. They have to be lucrative. It's the only thing I can think of is why they're still. Well, why yeah, I mean, they're tapping. Out. They're tapping into the same the same psychological impulses that make people gamble, and the, you know, the app store though. You know, they have since adapted and adopted a lot of things to try and improve this perception. But unfortunately, um, the App Store is just loaded with stuff that's free, quote unquote. And so it's really hard for, you know, you have to be a well-known name or something amazing like uh, Minecraft to to be able to, to just charge money for your app and not survive on, on in-app purchases. Yeah, that, I mean, because you got to pay the bills, and sad. so you know, th- most of these most of these apps make more money doing free to play than they would putting a sticker price on it. And and I have read recently that some countries are calling the blind box thing gambling. Yeah, it's it's um, it's like illegal legally. or something in in Belgium now. It yeah. has to be it's it's gambling, and so it can't be um whatever and it's it's complicated the i mean it what can happens be, but it, with that it is gambling. Yeah, what happens with that and well it, it is vir- virtual or not whether you're getting credits that are virtual money it's it's something that has value to you it's right gambling. it's i th- i think yeah as far as the legal terms it it i think it has to you have to actually be able to make money at it. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, which, what which happens is, with that Belgium? Thing, but. Yeah, what happens with that Belgium situation and how the rest of uh, Europe and the EU responds to that is going to inform, you know, how some of this stuff works because this the these systems and these concepts are so popular in Japan that over there they have laws they call gotcha laws where. Um, any systems like this have to disclose percentages. So, like, if you go into the the summoning thing in Dragalia Lost, you can see what your chances are of all different characters and all the different types of things that you can unlock. Um, and they legally have to show most of that information. Which is good, because knowing that you only have a point zero, and I'm not exaggerating, point zero two percent <laughs> chance to get something is, you should know that. Right. And that's and that's the intention behind those laws. It would be like if you were in a casino and they had to post a sign above every slot machine that was like, you know, you have a point zero zero one chance of making more money than you spend in this stupid machine. Right. right. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. I just that 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 makes me sad. Our, our Trotsky and I both have the same thing is that, you know, charge me 20 bucks for a great game and I'll buy it. 
You know, I, yeah. I will happily buy it. And, and instead of wanting me to play this game and then charging me, wanting to charge me fifty dollars for, you know, random loot boxes. Yeah. You know, just that's. I mean, ugh. a a couple games have done it. Um, uh, Civilization Six, I want to say, which of course is Civilization. Like people, people know that property, but the full full price version of that on iOS for I mean it's iPads obviously but um full version of that is 60 bucks. I don't know how many people buy it at 60. Yeah. I know that a lot of people do buy it at 30, which is far and above like still one of the best selling iOS games uh, paid. Paid iOS games is is Minecraft and that's only 6.99. Now granted I mean I bought I bought Minecraft on iOS. I bought the beta Java, you know, the original Java beta way back, way back in the day. And I also bought the, the Microsoft 10 windows 10 version, whatever, when we did had our most recent. So, you know, I bought almost every copy of almost every version of Minecraft that you can buy. <laughs> right, um, right. But cause it's, cause it's great. And our friends play it, you know, right. For a few months at a time, every couple of years. But, um, like thirty dollars is still, you know, four times that much, um, and so that's that's sort of hopeful. It's just unfortunately the people like you and me and Trotsky are the are the vast m- minority in the market. Like, there most people looking for games on their phone are going to go eight dollars, twelve dollars. F that. I'll just I could. I'll try 20 of these games that are free and are crappy and then just, you know, which is crazy to me because actually hopefully people, eventually people get like... to the point of realizing that 99% of these of these um free to play mobile games are pay to win. Like everything that's not <laughs> Hearthstone and even Hearthstone is questionable depending on your perspective, um are all pay to win. And so like what What's even the the point? Just give me a give me a game. But it's it's different. The playing games on mobile is a weird is a weird experience, and everybody approaches it different ways. Like some of the ones, some of the games that people rave about that get really good reviews are like a single player adventure game with a really great soundtrack. And I'm like, I always have my phone muted, like it's on yeah. vibrate, unless I'm listening to an audiobook or something like I don't play games on my phone with the sound on. I get, I just don't. Right. And so that's a different, it's a completely different, uh, which is uh, funny because this game actually is pretty good at. with the sound on. I mean, I've been playing it with my headphones on when I get coffee or something. I've, and I've had the sound on good. this game on a couple times because I, um, I pair my phone with my, uh, uh, echo cylinder device mm-hmm. at uh, Bluetooth to listen to audiobooks and then later we'll open up the game and then suddenly the game sound is playing through my stereo system but yeah i mean um, it's it's i say this it makes it considerably better just because oh okay i like this i'm getting into a groove and the, and the voice acting is okay and mm-hmm. i like the characters and you're like oh okay so this this makes it so much better if i had just had to read through some of those things i would have hated it if i had it sitting in the in those menus 800 times without a decent song playing <laughs> uh, or at the beginning menu they're like they're actually when they're doing a little walk by they're like walking down the road and the people are talking like they actually talk with their voices yeah they do i yeah. i switched that to 2d because it's um lighter on the battery and also you get the 2D art, which is normal, 
quote unquote normal quote unquote adult um characters right. instead of the little uh chibi yeah characters that you fight with but uh, right but but yeah. it, that that just adds to the to the game itself yeah well I can see that. O- overall i i think i like i like the game i do i like the core part of the game i think that the the freebie stuff will get you know too much oh a comment i wanted to make i wanted to address a little bit of a shortly comment you'd said about you know we're not the the people that spend the money on those things that other people spend the money it's unfortunate because it feels like from a business perspective we're the people with a lot of disposable income at our, at our age in like 30s to 40s well have the money to spend on to drop 60 dollars on a game sure and sure and, and i'm not will. and i'm not saying i'm but not saying that not the rest of the market doesn't spend money i'm saying they do get free to play games and spend 10 or 20 dollars of them their money their allowance their parents money whatever like the companies make money off of those people but i'm not saying those people like whatever but um, <laughs> um yeah but, but the, the, it's easier to make lasting games like this like the thing is that you can get someone who invests you know 10 30 dollars 40 dollars whatever's and on their blind boxes and then the game can last for a long time and it doesn't have to just because they spend forty dollars doesn't mean they finish it. If someone, if they launched yeah. a game, a complete game for forty dollars, and then we finished it, well, that's it. You're done. You know, then you move on. Whereas opposed to you put out a free to play game, someone spends forty dollars on blind boxes, they're still not done. There, it'll be <laughs> right. forever. The game right. will never have. Even if you spend four hundred eighty dollars and get your finally get your your five star guy, well, guess what? You need five other five star weapons and five <laughs> other five star. <laughs> people and so yeah. it, they can build those games to never end is what's easier probably you know instead of just saying here's sure. 60 bucks i mean it goes back to our, our original uh things that like i loved the living card games versus the the you know magic the gathering kind of booster box games you know it's like hey i can buy it all i'll spend six or a hundred dollars give me it all to me you know as opposed to give me piecemeal so yeah that's where i stand on this one it's too bad that the free-to-play came into it and i would happily pay the the full price for it uh Jigalia yeah, lost. I mean, it's, it's a very mixed bag. It's the whole yeah. thing. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes made a ton of money and Mario Run did not. Uh, yeah. And a I lot of people like the, boil that. I don't like that, Nintendo's marketing strategy here. I don't like that they're yeah, going into a lo- this A lot of people like boil this. that down to free to play works better than free to try or whatever, um, which... I think is a little reductionist. I think for all of the problems with fire emblem heroes, um, I played that much more than I played Mario run. Mario run was, was twitchy, frustrating. And I, you know, gave up on it, but that, I mean, of course that's just me. If you're 13 years old and, and can react to that stuff faster, maybe you got more fun out of, out of that game, but to, you know, just the the cycle. It's like we talked about with um, uh, um, Battlefront Two. It's what, how does it, how does it make the player feel? And I know that that's like, that's it feels like kind of a BS argument. Um, but that's really what it comes down to. Like, if I'm going through a game like Fire Emblem, I'm like, oh, I've got just enough to to unlock this thing, and it's a special event, and it, you know, in two more days, it's going to be over, and I'm not gonna have any more chance to to unlock the version of this character with a Easter bunny cost you know <laughs> yeah, right. playboy bunny kind of kind of thing and like oh if I 
if I give him two dollars, I can do one more. I can do one more pull, one more summon. Right. Like, okay. Okay. That's that's that. And you're you know, it's like a, it's like a thing. Um, you know, psychological thing that is a, appealing to some aspect or whatever. Contrast that with you play through Mario Run and it's kind of frustrating, and you go and you get to the end and it's like, oh, give us ten dollars and you can unlock the rest of it. And you're like, ten dollars? There's nothing on the App Store that costs ten dollars. That's not you know like a full production office suite or something. That's not like there are no games yeah. at least before Civ Six um, that were like like the best game of the last decade. Minecraft is only seven dollars. Yeah, and you know. Obviously, it depends on your perspective. You compare it to, uh, you know, a console game or a Switch game or whatever, and you're like, yeah, it's it's super cheap, but it still it still was more than anything else on the market. Like, yeah. yes, the market is a mess, but you gotta you gotta to a certain extent you gotta play within the system. You it's, can't. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's seriously the it's what we always. It's gone the it swung the other way where everybody's like, I wish games were cheaper. And if they're like super dirt cheaper to the point of even free, it's actually swung to the part that it ruins games. I mean, if you charge yeah, too I mean, much it's, for games, it's the same thing. You'll you're not gonna get right. as much enjoyment out of a game that you spend $120 on. So it just kind of went to the extreme the market has, you know, with the super cheap, poorly made games. And then yeah. super expensive, not so great games. Yeah, it's which so, I just want that happy medium. Happy medium, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we've talked about this long enough. I um, think so too. I'm ready okay, to move. Okay, on. you're good. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, uh, a couple. No, that was last night. It's been a long day. It seems like a couple days ago. Last night, um, I got on. I got back on Diablo for a minute. Um, okay. Not a lot to say there, except that uh, it was it was late and I had a little insomnia. I should have gone to hey, bed. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Like, Before we switch, keep this on. I want to keep this mind for Diablo. We, we we missed something. We missed when we went, we talked about Ruby. We didn't issue a new challenge for the week. Oh, I was going to save that for the very end. Oh, all right, let's save it for the end. Oh, we're good. Okay. I just want, didn't want you to forget. No, it's no, your it's your week for the challenge, and I want to be weird. Like we've been good. We've been doing a we've been doing the challenges for at least six months. Like it would be weird. I would spend the rest of the week going. What Isn't am I supposed to do? That I'm exactly. supposed to do? Like you, you didn't give me a, a direction. I'm, I was starting to get twitchy I'm, already. I'm about sleeping it, so. and eating and going to work. I feel like I have at least one more obligation that I'm supposed <laughs> right. to be meeting. Right. Okay, so Diablo. Have you played Diablo this week, like Diablo three. Have I texted Barry yet to see that if, if he's edited last no, week's that show? Is, that dude is the worst this week. He's just as bad as last week. So well, well, it's like well, Sunday night. I'm like, hey Barry, you got that file? I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll bring him in for a talk. Is what we'll do. Uh, so you're talking about so, Diablo Diablo three? Yes. Yes. PC. I'm assuming. PC still. It's not out on on Switch yet, but but I don't it's on PS three anyway, so. or PS four. It's on PS four. It is on PS three and PS four. I don't have that version. I have the original PC version. And um, our friends have been talking about co op games and and what they want to play. And uh, our buddy Aaron said that um, season fifteen had just started. Um, you a you Diablo player at all? I am. I played Diablo on the PC. Went through it and did you play like twice? You ever, and then I played it. on Have the you ever played? Uh, have you ever played a season? I was there when it started seasons, and I did not do a season. It it okay. does not. I I've talked about this in our group things, and I I don't think it interests me unless it's with groups of friends. Like we sat down and to do it, sure, but nothing interests when you me were about still starting playing, over level one. I I don't. I don't necessarily want to go too deep into this, but um, when you were playing, had they introduced like adventure mode? 
Uh, I want to say no because I don't know what that is. Okay, so it's, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it's split into story mode and adventure mode. And there's also yeah. like some kind of rift mode where you play a pre-made character. But um, story mode is your basic way of playing. You start outside of Nutristrum and you go in and you meet Leah and the story goes from there. You find Tyrael and do all of that stuff. Go kill Diablo eventually and go to the high heavens and all of that. Yeah. Um, adventure mode is where you don't have to do any of that. Like you, when you go into adventure mode, all the waypoints and all the towns and all the acts are unlocked. Um, what you do is rifts or bounties or any of those other things. The bounties are like, they're like daily quests in, in mobile games. Um, for bounties, you have five objectives in each act. And for each act, you go to that map. Um, each of the waypoints, not each of them, but five of the waypoints will have exclamation points on them. And you teleport to that waypoint and it says, uh, clear the second level of the watchtower. And so you got to go find the watchtower. You go through the first level, you get to the second level. And then in the second level, you kill everything on that level. Or find this boss and kill them and also kill a hundred other things. On It's Diablo, so you're just okay. killing stuff constantly. It's the so way it's Diablo like works. A grinding Diablo murder. Sure. Place. I mean, that's that's what Diablo is, right? It is. Okay, uh, that's, yeah. the, that's a core gameplay loop. Like, run out, kill a bunch of stuff, loot a bunch of stuff, go back to town, sell the stuff you don't want, sure. and go and out And there's again. something R- cathartic about that, I'll admit. It's, it's, very, it's very cathartic. And, um, but with, uh, bounties, you have these five specific goals. So instead of like going through the story for the 10th time, you're like, okay, I just have to do these five things and then go back to town and Tyrael gives you a big, uh, chest that has a bunch of stuff in it, a bunch of oranges and, um, whatever. And then you go to the next act and, and rinse and repeat. And you can do those once a day. So they're like daily quests. And so I got on and did that for like 40 minutes last night and it was it was fun and then um the seasons are just you start with a new character but you can do all of that stuff from level one at least i can you you probably have to have beat the game at least once which i assume that you have by now yes Um, right and then you have uh season long um achievements how long which are like last it's a while. I want to say like a couple months or like at least six weeks. That's not um, that long, actually. That's that's pretty short, if you ask me. Like the, the problem I have with a lot of these, one of the biggest problems I have with these seasons is that like what's the what's the, I don't have a reason to play those characters again. So I play it for six weeks and then and then it's done. I might as well just delete it because I'm never going to play it again because I'm going to start a new season with a new character. And yeah, I mean, you could do that. Um, you would i mean eventually you're gonna run out of slots run out of slots right but you unlock you know you unlock stuff like um armor sets and other like cosmetic rewards um for me when i started this character i went and looked at my character list and i'm like what classes have i played because i've played all the classes but there's only a couple of classes that i've played to level cap or even close to level cap sure um mostly like i've done two or three demon hunters i did the wizard twice and 
uh, Necromancer a couple times after I bought the Necromancer pack. And so I'm like, okay, well then, you know, do I want to do Melee? Do I want to do Witch Doctor? I ended up rolling a um, Crusader, which is Melee. Um, and and so doing that a little bit. And then I, I think our friends might play, but... Um, right yeah it's i mean it's i mean fun. Do, doing seasons with with friends now that sounds fun because you're all playing together you're you're you know leveling together helping each other getting on talking that 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 makes sense yeah the the appeal of that system to me is just a if you haven't played in a while which has always been my case i come back to the game and i'm like i don't want to try and get in one of my old characters and try to figure out what I was doing with them, what their build looks like, and whatever. It's like fresh start. It's like the thing that always appeals to me in an MMO. Like, wow, I'm like, oh, I'm going to come and I'm going to start over. Except nine times out of ten, I'm like, uh, you know what? It's going to take me less time to relearn my old main character than it is going to be to level a new character. Yeah. But in, in Diablo, because they do these seasons, you're like... Well, if I if I start a new character, I can go through and I can get these rewards and it's a new thing. Like I know I've done you know 90% of what I could do on my old main character. I'm like I'll start this thing over and it's a very it's a straightforward path. You're like you create the character and it's like, okay, here's a list of things. If you do all these things, you'll get a thing, you get a reward and then you'll have a new set of things. Like it's um it's a low barrier to entry. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, Diablo Diablo three is. I think that I think it's the, or we say the cathartic, the feeling of like uh, just feeling at peace and doing something and clicking, blowing stuff up, and then you know it's just that feeling of satisfaction a little bit. You almost get them with first person shooters too. We're just going to the map. You're blowing stuff up. You're doing the same objective over and over again. But it's just kind of a, it's fun doing what you're doing. Um, and and Diablo three is very much like that to me. But I don't know. It, it it feels like a grind to me. It always does. It feels like this is just a grind, uh, especially when I get into, I play multiplayer with somebody and I'm like, man, I made it to level 43 Nephilim level or something. And then somebody <laughs> pops in on multi-level and they're like, I'm level 46,792. And I'm not exaggerating. They're like thousands above <laughs> me. I'm like, whoa, sure. like this took me like a week of hardcore playing constantly. And I get, I'm level 50 and these guys are level thousand. And you're like, whoa, that's, I'm never going to get. Yeah, I mean, in any game like that, that happens in MMOs a lot. Yeah, like, and then and then you get like, oh, look, I get a, I get a new Nephilim point. I get point one percent more. No, yeah, point zero one percent more damage. Sure, I'm like it's okay, a, that is not it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's right. so. Yeah, so that's you, that's what happened to Diablo with me was that it so, just yeah it was for fun sure and it hit once you unlock all the skills and everything that was cool. It's all like point one percent increase of damage like we played it when it was new and i went through and did all the stuff to get the um the staff that you need to unlock the cow level it's not called cow level it's whimsy shire in this game but i remember that i did that a cartoony thing um and they've they've changed and improved the game so much since the early days but um right yeah it's just it is what it is like it never holds my attention long term and i've played enough mmos to have mostly have mostly become kind of okay with that aspect of you can't ever I mean even when I first played MMOs and I would only play one at a time I almost never played more than one at a time but 
I shouldn't say almost never. A couple times in the last five years, I've been playing two at a time. But um, in the early days, I was like, there's no way that I could play Guild Wars and WoW at the same time. Like, that's crazy talk. Because I would spend 30 plus hours a week in the one that I was playing. And there's always, it's like the Ben Fold song. There's always someone cooler than you. Like, there's always someone who has played the game more than you. Right, like that. Even if it's brand new, there's somebody who's you know a 13 year old on summer break with no obligations who can just be on it 18 hours a day, and you know just sleep the remaining six, whatever, Um, and just kind of you know get past that impulse, which you know easier said than done. And you know with a game like Diablo, it it never holds my attention long term, but Every so often, for a few weeks or whatever, it's, you know, you get on there, you kill stuff, you log out. It's like, um, it's a little bit like, did you play any of those, like, hole.io phone games? Uh, The .io, is it like the snake type things? Is that what they are? Um, The one Trotsky posted is like, um, everybody is a circle on the ground, and you you slide around the map trying to eat stuff like swallow stuff into the hole. It's very strange. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's a flat mobile game. You get in you and like nine other people. Um, and you go around and you want to find small stuff. Like you're in a city. So you're looking for people or, Oh, I think I saw that parking that, pylons. That, that didn't or hold me for more than like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It's very shells, very simple. Like, you eat enough stuff and then the circle gets bigger and you can eat bigger stuff. And eventually you're huge and you're swallowing whole buildings and stuff. And then there's another one just like it, except you're a tornado, you know, ripping apart buildings. Um, and it's very, it's, it's like an even simpler version of Diablo. I'm like, I'm sitting, I got, you know, a couple minutes, I'm watching TV that I don't need to watch. I can just listen to. And I'm like, I'm logging. I'm going to open up that game, play around. Maybe I'll win. Maybe I won't. And then I'm done. Like, there's no homework. There's no, there probably are microtransactions, but I don't care because they're not going to do, they're just skins or whatever for your different colored yeah. circle or different colored tornado or something. <laughs> um, and Diablo yeah. is a, is a, like a more mature version of that. Like, yes, there's loot, but, and there's gear, but they've streamlined so much of that that you're like, you can easily tell what gear is an upgrade for what you have and everything else you just sell it or you salvage it into material and have the blacksmith make you some new stuff like the out of the homework part of it is all really simple um compared to a mobile game and then you get back in and you're just murdering hundreds of more demons like it's very simple (laughs) um demon murder right demon murder did you right did you hear that they're making a, a a TV show or something about that? Uh yeah, there there's been I mean there's been some is some it like rumor a about show? it. I, I mean it's it's Yeah, I mean have you seen the the Castlevania show that they have on Netflix? The, I mean I've seen it anime, scrolling through I've not watched it. Castlevania. You, you should watch it. It's it's a short one. Yeah, it, it's I it's, never played it's any good, of those games. First off, Second off, it's okay. it's short. 
it's well, you don't really need to it's just kind of got yeah you don't need to at all it's it's just kind of got the vampire hunter mythos in an interesting way and the the castlevania games had that as well so that's what kind of made it because it's see. a little different take on it anyway it's a good anime and it's short it's only like so many episodes and they're fairly short um and, mm-hmm. and when you get in watching it you're like hey i could i could watch more of this type thing you know but it's only season one and, the, and then they'll make more seasons later so i think it's supposed I to see. be like that where it's it's uh, uh if i wish i wish you could watch that castlevania to explain it because it's it's uh castlevania doesn't have terribly deep stuff he walks into the main guy has a history that you don't know about. He walks into a town that's being attacked by demons, and then he gets in the middle of it to fight them. And while he's fighting, which is most of the things, you're uncovering some of the, um, you know, uh, it, the sketchy things that have been going on in town with the the clergy and and things like that and raising demons. And it, mm. but most of it's just him fighting bad guys trying to get his own goal in, and then you uncover these little twists in the plot that kind of happen. And that's what I think happened with the Diablo thing. I don't think it'll be some big grand movie. I think it will probably be a series of, you know, three or four episodes that are 20 minutes long, and then it has just a basic Diablo story. Although it could be. It's Blizzard. They have huge, amazing stories. Mm -hmm. Um, It's true. They they could make it great. I mean, they're video game stories, so there's an element of, you know, campiness to all of it which is right and, and that, that would necessary work too, fine. but um yeah right. for sure it, it, it but so yeah castlevania was really fun and i think that they can do the same thing with the diablo thing it's you know it was successful as long as they do that that'll be fine i i've talked a little bit about it being the big reveal for blizzcon but yeah blizzcon is coming up and i know that the i listened to a couple of the frog pants shows and they're talking about what um what Blizzard is going to announce because, um, you know, the the most recent WoW expansion just happened. So they're not, they might announce a patch or something, but nothing major for World of Warcraft. Um, their other games are all, well, not all of them, but Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone are all smaller scale games. Like they could announce a new event, a new hero, a new map in both Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm, and it would not be a huge thing. Like, it would be, in those communities, it would be a big deal, but not on the yeah. scale of, like, a new game or a new expansion. Um, and they could do a new uh, adventure pack or expansion or whatever they call it for um, Hearthstone, and it would be the same way. Like, it's not it's not major. Um, but they've not done anything major with Diablo in a long time with D3. Um, they did the Necromancer, which was kind of cool. They had a new character, but not on the scale of their first expansion, Reaper of Souls, which was a new character class and like fixed a lot of the problems with the mechanics of the original game. So people are hoping for either a whole new game, Diablo 4 or something that moves more toward uh, the model of Hearthstone, Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, more of the games as a service as some people call it, um, or maybe an expansion for D3. Like, we don't know. Uh, I mean, do, but I'm, do, do you, I'm you, I know you that, seem to sound like you want to, you think it'll be a Diablo thing. And I know you're why the reasons you just said that, but I, God can't, can Blizzard not, I mean, they made overwatch, which is a great brand new IP, but they, do they have to drag out like their four core things more and more and more? And 
you know. Well, I mean, how how old I is think... Diablo three now? Five, six, seven years? Oh, it's two thousand eight. It's at least five years, and it might be closer to like seven or eight years. I don't yeah, know off like, the top of my geez, head. Jeez, I mean, I th- I think the reason for it is that somebody somebody in an interview somewhere gave a very vague hint that makes people think that there's a Diablo announcement coming. For for all that being said, there is at least one team at Blizzard working on something nobody knows about, right? Like Blizzard is very tight-lipped about stuff because they don't want to deal with, you know, expectations that they might end up not meeting. Like it's part of their whole process. They're a relatively small company and all of those things. We've talked about Blizzard a lot on the show, but... um you know, so could, uh, just be sure, Dia- Blizzard is not a relatively small company. They they are a large company. Well, I mean, I they don't make know billions of dollars a, a month. <laughs> they, they do. They're a they're a successful company, but they're you know they're a subsidiary of or they're owned by Activision. Like they're as far as people company, right? manpower. I mean, yes, compared to like five guys in a garage. They're they're huge, but they're yeah, they not. Have, so they have hundreds on their teams, yeah. Right, but not compared to like EA or something is what I'm saying. Um, sure, I guess. Sure. That's why I said relatively, um, whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely relative. They're they're on the upper end of the the relative AAA title things because you you get all the other games that are on like PlayStation Network and you know or the independent games. Those are those are relatively small teams. Yes, you know, compared to, compared to indie developers, they are not small. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any I don't have any exact specs to back that up. It's just something that I've heard. And they're <laughs> well, the, you know, I hope part of their sometimes they have problems like because they don't uh, you know they don't they don't scale any high. I mean, they do slowly, gradually over time, but they you know try to keep the whatever the purity of their identity or something i don't even know what i'm saying at this point but anyway they it's entirely possible that they announce something completely new they might have a a new mobile game besides hearthstone that you know will surely be amazing at some point but um who knows but there are a lot of rumors that they have some announcement that's diablo related related and i hope that it's something bigger than d3 on the switch or this uh anime netflix thing both of which we know about which is part of why i'm like yeah we know about that that can't be a big announcement you know maybe i'm wrong i hope that that i'm not a leak because there was nothing official said by it at all by them you know right and they could be like damn it got out and (laughs) yeah i mean i i I, you're right that'd be that'd suck for especially for blizzard fans who are die die hard and want something new and those people deserve something new every four years five years so i you know i i get it um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's so whatever. you know, it, it'd be it'd be nice. I love I love Blizzard, and like I said, they put out Overwatch, and it's like, hey, that this is exactly what we've been asking for is something new from you, and it's successful. Yeah. And, so and I'd love Overwatch to rose well. from the ashes of a failed Blizzard project. So, um, right, right. They so it, that, you know they can do it. They and it, they, it'd be exciting they don't to see. do things they don't do things fast, but they generally do things well. I mean, they have yeah, issues. They they make mistakes. You know, just like anybody, they're not perfect, but um, right. they're for, for my, so they're a good company for sure. For my money, for my thinking, they're, they're top of the stack in their, in their field. So. Sure. Hey, so we're, we're getting close here. You, you got to give me your challenge or I'm going to go Jones and Jones in here. Okay. For uh, th- this one's sort of a, sort of a free, uh, uh, lazy pickup and seeing a lot of banners on 
Netflix for a new show. Um, I want to say Seth Rogen. It's not him. It's the other guy. Jonah Hill and um, Emma Stone. A show called Maniac. Okay, and I think I saw this come up it online. It looks too. very strange. I I watched the trailer, and there are some elements of um, uh, a movie called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you ever saw okay. that back in the day, I, I actually had not seen that movie. Everybody um, says I should. Basic premise is the main characters get uh, they have such a bad breakup that they get their um, memories selectively erased. Like they want the person erased yeah. from their memories because they're too painful. Um, this feels like there are some similarities to that. Like there are these two people with some kind of um, mental psychological disorders, and um, science has problem promised some way to alleviate those through something, some kind of magic science, and uh, and they end up maybe in some kind of dream world, some kind of fantasy world, lucid dream kind of thing, like um, another movie, uh, Vanilla Sky. I don't know if you saw that either. Oh, I actually had seen that one. Right. Yeah. With Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Penelope Cruz, and, Tom Cruise. And, um, and Tom Cruise. No relation. Cruises. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Dated. I, I don't I don't know a ton about that except for what's in the trailer. So... I assume the episodes are kind of long. I'm going to type on my keyboard, sorry. Oh, is it a series? Yeah, it's a limited series. Well, limited is okay, I guess. Noisy plays on Yeah, nothing against limited. Um, don't, don't play that trailer. That's going to be too loud. Nope. Oh, God. It's too loud. Stop, we should, stop, we stop. should have prepped this before. Yeah. <laughs> We we had so much time with with me being late and the no runtime on. <laughs> well, they're like okay. forty. They're like forty seven minutes long. Forty and, and there is forty ish minute episodes, and there are ten of them. So, um, what do you want to say? Like two to three, or more like four to five. Two to three it's sounds up to good. you. That's that's a movie. I know you got a busy week coming up. We are not recording Klingons and Dragons this week, so. Well, you'll have Wednesday night, but uh, right, um, right. So, so what'd you say? But two, then to three. We've got uh, pumpkin times coming up. Halloween's coming up. Getting ready for the decorations. Ha- and it's October first. So two to three is good. Halloween is a full month yeah. away. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't put out decorations on the day before Halloween. You have to have it run through the month of <sighs> Halloween. You know, That's I'm you working do, on. You don't put your Christmas tree up December twenty fourth. I'm working on getting my house like running water and floors. I'm not decorating anything. <laughs> that, that's what you got to do now. Got got to decorate your house with you know pumpkin. I stuff think we. And, uh, yeah. This is going to be our long, longest episode ever. I think we skipped over good times. I did make it over to the house a couple mm-hmm. times last week and finished uh, the laminate flooring in the first bedroom and half of the hallway. Um, we've got uh, some of the other appliances starting to go in and uh so there's progress i will put yeah, I a link some pictures that looked dang yeah I, I i posted yeah, my, the laminate my, floor my on good... on instagram i'll put a link in the show notes go ahead uh my good times were i let's see i had a friend whose whose birthday was this week and i got to give him a nice gift i, I enjoy giving things to people that you know that uh yeah. 
you know, that they like and that they enjoy. And this was a kind of a personalized gift to a really good friend. And that was, that was really good for a birthday gift. Um, got to see well, if you're, a little bit. if you, if you feel so inclined, I've been on the market for a Nintendo Switch for a while. It's not your birthday, man. You totally, we, you totally <laughs> skipped over the birthday time. You, you blew right past my birthday. We no. did. That was ridiculous. So, and I also got my second platinum trophy ever on a PlayStation game. Excited! I, I platinumed out Spider Man, which was already amazing. I, I, I heard that that's not. Well, I'm gonna. The way I say this sounds derogatory, but I'm. I heard that it's not a long game as far as like finishing it. No, it's it's not. It's 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 very well paced, and it, ma- it makes you feel like you're doing what you're doing, and you're enjoying it. And then when it's done, it's done. So it's not nice. where it needs to draw drag out, so, which I love. Um, cool. Platinuming took a little bit of work, but nothing like some of these other stupid platinum things. And it was just well paced. So I enjoyed my time there. I did everything that I could there on on the game, and it's going to have DLC like one a month for the next three months, and I'm going to buy it because. Nice. I did everything that I wanted to do, and I'm very happy and satisfied. And that's what you should have in a game. You shouldn't make it where you feel like you have to spend blind boxes to get <laughs> random rolls for eight years. Just be totally satisfied, and then I want to spend $25 more for another bit of it. Get it and go um, and, and, and move on. In a right, and, and that, that was chance. fun. Uh, yeah, cool. That's, that's, uh, that's me for the, the good times this week. Cool, cool. Have you... Oh, man. Did you see the remade... Uh, movie overboard with anna ferris i have not seen the re- movie remade one. i i'm a big fan of the original one uh kurt russell this i a lot about i don't think i had ever that. seen the original all the way through and i'm gonna i'm gonna burn through this because we're over time but um we watched the new one uh some of my my mom and, and brother and sister and i th- this past week um watched the new one and i was like oh this is kind of funny it's a you know interesting sort of character development story and then the following night they wanted to go back and watch the original and at first i I was like i was like oh man the original because the the new one is is gender swapped i watched the original that would have been like like a perfect way back challenge man you just totally burned through the way (laughs) back challenge right um i'm like oh it's weird the the um whatever the implications and the stuff is so much more problematic now with the, the whole gender role thing but then as it went on I was like, oh, there are so many things in the remake that are just like beat for beat copies of the original to where oh, like yeah. as I watched the original, it made me like the remake less. Right. Because I'm like, uh, it's you didn't. This was completely unnecessary. Like it was good, but it was not different enough to really be worth doing. Oh, you said the second one wasn't. Well, it was because people who hadn't seen it, and it's what, 30 right. years old now? 35 yeah. years old? And yeah. there's literally and, generations of people. And again, a lot of the ideas of like, you know, him bringing this woman into his house and making her cook and clean and do, do all this stuff, it's much more um, slapstick. It's a lot more um, has a lot more of that uh, um, I'm going to mispronounce this, but no, Schadenfreude, the, the entertainment through someone else's misery kind of thing which oh, is very yeah. common in in comedy in the 80s yeah um but yeah we we did that and i i wanted to mention it it's, it's uh i, I like experience. it i liked it a lot i mean i i don't know how that's where i said it would have been a great um way it back ends up being I a surprisingly sweet up. story and it's and it's similar you know the remake has a similarly sweet except instead of a bunch of boys getting a mother it's three daughters getting a father and he you know he cooks for them he teaches the one to ride a bike without training wheels it's very similar 
Um, well, and as I yeah, as that, I said, that was kind of a weakness of it. But it's interesting yeah. to see it the other way around. Yeah, they they that's definitely like kidnapping and you know really bad yeah, stuff. That, that kind the whole of original pr- problematic but story, but uh, yeah. it, it really is. But 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 because of the two people that were in it back in the eighties, it was it was really a great fun. I I love Kurt Russell. He is a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of his. And mm-hmm. uh, um, who was uh, it's his not wife, but kind of wife in real life. Um, right. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. That was, that was just classic eighties. So good. And it does make me kind of want to watch it now. I wonder, I wonder how it holds up. So it's good to hear that you saw it and had some opinions on that. It was uh, overall, the concept was fun. You know, still, do you want to um, talk about this uh, DC thing? We uh, let's we save have. that for next week. Okay. Let's save we're, that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. We say a lot that we're running out. Of, we're running out of time. We're, we're way over time for a normal. Yeah, right. Um, have we not done anything that we need to do? I think I we're set good. up the challenge. I, think I set good, up the challenge. We're okay. good for this. We're week. good. Right. Okay, uh, we got our challenges. It's in. A good, good, good show. We saved a, a yeah. couple of lives. If anybody had any thoughts or or wanted to know something about Dragalia Lost, we talked about it for like an hour. So. You got more more <laughs> information right. than you now ever you know. needed. All right. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 58. Special thanks, as always, to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies and uh, news about movies, uh, check them out. They're informative mm-hmm. and much more concise than we are. Um, if you like <laughs> role-playing games or Star Trek or Michael and I and... Uh, handful of our other friends fox and and pat and chris that we've had on the show um we do another podcast called klingons and dragons where uh, i struggle mm. through learning to gm crazy to- totally crazy, different kind of show crazy, we'll, we'll say that uh, in the podcast <laughs> yes we we play star trek adventures and uh it's 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 not safe for work and um it's much more <laughs> it's yeah. even more chaotic than just michael and i talking about nerdy stuff so if you're interested right, in that, yes. check it out, KlingonsDragons.com. Um, if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever podcasts are found. And while you're there, if you'd leave us a review, that helps us out a lot. Um, if you have questions, comments, topic ideas, any of that good stuff, you can email us, frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. We've got contact forms there. Uh, we love hearing from listeners. Yep. Thanks, as always, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. Good night, guys.